0: You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello, and uh, welcome to today's episode, and I'm going to be talking about... uh, a topic which is a particular expertise of mine. <laughs> I don't say that very often, uh, but this particular area is an area of a pricing that I have personally honed and perfected over the last few years and continue to do so. And it is the, the one thing where the, the members of my mentoring and mastermind community also get maximum benefit. The number of success stories I have had. Are uh, numerous when it comes to the framework that I teach on pricing one-off projects, and I want to talk you through very briefly how I handle those to give you an insight into how you can price one-off projects and get the kind of results that uh, that I and my members have had over the last few years. So, to give you a little bit of context, the uh, I started doing this. When I first came across the principles of value pricing back in 2014-15, uh, and I started putting in uh, I started putting in action what I was learning, uh, I got my first big win. So I started to get small wins in terms of, you know say, a few thousand in fees, and then I got a big win 2016, a fee of £66,000 for a property incorporation, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. This is never going to be beaten. I was over the moon. I followed the process that I had been learning, uh, and I got this amazing result for something which had I been charging the old way of pricing by the hour, I probably would have got a fraction of that, maybe 10% of that fee. Not only was this a, a great fee for us, but also the client saw value. The client was happy to pay it. Uh, and it's, uh, The beauty about value pricing is that it's win-win for you and for the client when you do it correctly. Uh, because you're providing value and you're taking a share of the value that you create, which is what pricing is all about. Uh, so that was 2016. Two years later, uh, I had another opportunity for uh, for pricing a big one-off project, and uh, lo and behold, I beat my uh, my previous record of 66,000 and managed to get a fee of 135,000 pounds from one client for a, for an advisory tax planning project, which. Which, you know, which I was over the moon by, uh, I nearly fell off my chair when I got it, and uh, it's really highly profitable for us, but again, client was over the moon that we were able to solve their problem and get them the result that we did. And, and these kind of fees, you know, my, my old uh, employer, PwC, would have been proud of, I'm sure, uh, when I was at PwC. There weren't many six-figure projects uh, being won, and when they were won by the partners, they were a big deal. Uh, and they took up a lot of uh, resource, etc uh, to be able to um uh to uh, you know fulfill on them whereas uh, in our case in terms of the, the profitability was huge uh and um yeah if i charged by the hour again it would have been a fraction maybe 5 or 10% of the the eventual fee that i did get so how on earth can you how on earth do i uh, price up these projects i'm going to share with you the process that i use So you can take some uh, takeaways and try and implement this for yourself. And of course, if you would like, uh, a bit more help on this. I have uh, recordings, I have templates and uh, proposals that I give out to members of my mentoring community. So if uh, if you like the sound of this and you want to spend a bit more time together and get access to me and get access to my templates and my training and my video training, then, you know, go to my website, uh, reserhood.com forward slash mentoring uh, or for slash mastermind and enroll in the program and you get access to all of that uh, when you join. So anyway, I'm going to share with you Some nuggets that you can take away and start to think about and start to implement. So what is the first step that uh, I adopt when pricing a one-off project? So typically you may have uh, instances where a client comes to you and uh, there's something going on. They say, You know, I've heard that uh, the client says to you, you know, I um, uh, I've heard that you can do this. Is this possible? So you know, they've heard maybe uh, through a friend of theirs that undertaken some sort of uh, exercise of restructuring or whatever to put themselves in a better position to save tax. They come and ask you for it. Or there's something going on in the client's life. Maybe they are buying a new business. Maybe they are. uh, you know, they've, they've got a, they've got a, a property portfolio and there could be some advantages in incorporating and you've got a, a proposition that you can share with them. Maybe there is some cleanup work required. The, anything that basically is outside the scope of your normal recurring services and requires a separate price to be Applied Now, typically, I'm guessing your default is when you don't know how, m- how long it's going to take you, then you default to charging by the hour, and that's exactly what I used to do as well. That was my default. When I didn't know how to price something, or I didn't know how long it was going to take, then I would just charge by the hour because I didn't really want to take the risk of uh, getting into a position where I was out of pocket because back then I believed that what I was selling was time until I realize that actually, no, we're not selling time. Clients don't buy time from us, they buy a result, they buy an outcome, and they buy a solution. So this first starting point is to actually get, uh, get better at diagnosing what the problem is. Now, too often we, we jump to uh, prescribing the solution without actually understanding the problem, without diagnosing the problem. Now, a good doctor will tell you that uh, prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. Now, a good doctor will tell you that, and a good accountant should as well diagnose before they prescribe, which is why we need to get to know what the extent of the the work required, the actual outcome that the client is seeking, before we can look to price something. So typically, because we're so busy and we don't know how to, we don't have a system or a framework to follow, we default to the billable hour. But if we just took some time to actually understand what is the client looking to achieve here? What is the tax saving that they could potentially make? What is the cost of them not taking action? So perhaps there's some cleanup work required and uh, they have to, uh, if they don't uh, clean up their records, then there could be you know thousands of pounds at stake because they don't know what their debtors are, or uh, potentially there could be some uh, VAT underpaid, in which case there'll be some penalties that could be applied. The cost of not taking action. If they're looking to buy a business, you know what is the what is the value uh, of that business? What is the, the potential uplift? If you're doing some uh, um, uh, some work where you can add the uh, you, you can potentially add some uh, some pounds to their bottom line? What is the uplift they're looking to make? So you need to come up with a number, and you can only do this if you take some time to really diagnose the the problem or the potential situation that you can achieve the potential goal that you can achieve for the client. So take some time to diagnose the situation first, do a proper fact find. It doesn't matter if it's gonna take you a few hours, that's okay, because my philosophy is that you give away the advice and you charge for the implementation. It's easy to give away the advice once you've actually got a handle on the problem to tell a client, yeah, I think you should do this, you should create group structure or you should incorporate, all well and good, but who are they gonna come and ask when they actually need to do it? So give away the answers in terms of the advice required to do it. But when they actually need you to do it, to actually put it into action, that's when you charge. You charge for the implementation and you can charge a value-based fee for that to make sure that you're fully recovering any initial time spent in uh, any investment spent, uh, as I would call it, Not, you know, it's not lost time in actually coming up with the solution for them. So. That's what i would encourage you to do get better at the diagnosis phase so let's let's work with an example so if someone came to me because you know we have specialized in property if someone came to me and i saw an opportunity for them to incorporate their property portfolio uh to end up you know saving uh thousands of pounds per year in income tax and uh, making uh, one-off uh, capital gains tax saving so what i would typically do is i mean i charge for initial consultations but if you don't that's fine it's not a problem you have the initial consultation you figure out okay you do the you do the fact find. So you find out, right, what it is that um, they're looking to achieve. What is the potential saving? Get all the information that you need in order to be able to advise whether an incorporation would be in their best interest or not. So the fact find stage, are to find out, right, okay, well, you know, um, what's the size of your portfolio? And, uh, you know, what is your current tax position? Um, you know, we talk to them generically about yes, well potentially if you if you meet this criteria, then yes, you can incorporate the portfolio and these are the savings that could be had. Nothing specific at this stage, just a generic. And, uh, you know, if they're bought into it and say, oh, that's great. What's the next step? So we say, right, fine. Well, we need to undertake uh, a fuller review of your current circumstances. And then we can come back to show you what the potential savings can be and the investment to make this happen if it is appropriate for your circumstances. So we would then, at the end of that meeting, you know, make sure that we request everything that we need to go away and do our calculations and then be able to present the client with a proposal that shows them what their savings are going to be how much they stand to benefit and then what the investment required is to proceed with the particular course of action that we are suggesting so typically we'll go away and we'd ask them for their for their tax returns information we would ask them for their um their property accounts you know how much the uh the property portfolio what the properties were bought at what the market values are uh what the expenses they're paying out on it so we can take that data and we can then come up with a proposal based on their circumstances. And then what I would do is then at the end of that first meeting, book a date for the next meeting and say, right, well, okay, send me this information. And then we uh, you know, we agree a date for the next meeting. And in that next meeting is then, we would then present the proposal. So in between that meeting, what I would then go away and do is to present, is to create my proposal and I call it, I've got a nine step framework of, of creating killer proposals, which help me to get those big value fees that I spoke about earlier. So I would then go away and I would take their information and I mean, we've got now because I've done it quite a few times, I've got templates, it's very easy for me now to do it. I get one of my team members, give them the information, they go away, they put it into our template and bosh, uh, it's ready. But if you're doing this for the first time, it might take you a couple of hours, which is fine because the client will get a lot of value from this exercise and they will see you as the expert and you stand a higher chance of winning that proposal when you follow this process. So you go away. I you create the proposal. and What I would tend to do is I just, in the proposal, just reiterate their current position. So this is where you are. You know, you've got this many properties. This is the market value. This is the the cost. This is the inherent gain. Uh, this is the your you know as as it stands. You know, you are paying X amount of tax um, every year. So they could see you know what their kind of effective rate of tax is and then we say right okay well you know there is a, a potential solution to incorporate these are the key considerations these are the key risks and then we talk about the benefits right okay well if you did this based on your circumstances if you incorporated you'll be able to see income tax savings of x amount per year you'll be able to see a one-off cgt saving of x you'll be able to uh, and realize you know stamp duty savings of y so that we show them clearly the benefits and then we lay out right okay well these are the risks this we're gonna have to overcome we know in our minds whether it's a good case or not otherwise we'll be pursuing it if i already knew from the initial conversation with them that they weren't going to meet they blatantly weren't going to meet the criteria of an incorporation that i won't pursue any further but having deduced you know because you know because i've done this before because i have knowledge in this particular area i'm able to quickly gauge whether it's a goer or not and whether i've been prepared to pursue a property incorporation case. Nothing is ever guaranteed. That is the thing and that's why we need to keep reminding our clients that it's not a dead cert. And that's why they would rely on us to represent them and we need to you know, make sure that they are aware that it's not 100% guaranteed. There is some uncertainty. And when we do that, then they're prepared to pay for certainty. And I'll show you how you can deliver that certainty and actually get paid for certainty in the process. So second meeting comes, I've got my proposal ready. I take them through the proposal. Uh, and most of this is just a reminder of their current position, but the fact that you've taken the time to go through it and I present it nicely in a nice PowerPoint document, or if it's an in-person meeting, I'll have it printed out bound nicely. This all matters. This is packaging. When you uh, when you've packaged things up nicely, people can see that you've taken the effort that is perceived value. Remember, the only thing that matters in pricing is, is the value higher than the price I'm going to pay? And this will help your perceived value, the packaging of how you put together the presentation matters. So make sure it looks good, it's designed nicely, you're putting up on a big screen in front of the client or it's bound in a nice document in front of them, colour printed or the rest of it. We take them through the current position, we take them through the benefits and when it comes to price, the way I normally present the price is three options. So the three options I would typically give are like a no risk package. And in my no risk package, I would include things like uh, HMRC inquiry defense. So if you if there's an inquiry, then no matter how long it takes, we will cover you. And I know we've got insurance for it anyway, but it, this is this is high perceived value for a client. The other thing I would include is a fee guarantee. So I would say, well, if, if HMRC then turn around after we've taken you know, gone to court and tribunal, and all the rest of it, uh, and they, they say, oh, this planning hasn't worked and uh, you have to pay the tax. Then you get your fees back in full, so you're no worse off. And this is really powerful. This fee guarantee is powerful because you're taking away the risk from the client. But you know, you and I know that you know you're, if you're doing this, you're you've got a level of certainty in terms of making this happen. And from your experience, and you know, you clearly shouldn't be doing anything which you don't have experience in. So if you have experience in something, and you're putting, you know, for sure that you know it works, they meet the criteria, and uh, you know they should be able to. Take advantage of these reliefs that you are applying for on their behalf. So, uh, so, so the client is expecting that anyway. So you may as well get a premium for factoring in that guarantee because you know that it's very low risk that they're not going to get it. So factor in a huge premium for giving them the no-risk package because you're taking away the risk for them entirely. And we know there is some level of risk, albeit there's a calculated risk in your mind. And Clearly, if the client didn't actually get the result, then you probably want to give them the money back anyway, uh, or they'll probably you know, uh, raise a, <laughs> raise a claim against your insurance. So either way, you're going to give it anyway, so you may as well explicitly state it and price it into your packages so you get paid a premium for it. So typically, my risk package would include a fee guarantee. Then I'll have a middle option, which wouldn't have the guarantee, may have the HMRC defense, and then I'll have a basic option for just delivering the planning without the extra insurances essentially, which is what the client is paying for. Uh, So that's how three options works very powerfully because it gets the client to choose based upon their risk profile. There'll be some people out there who are risk averse. They don't want to take any risk. If they're going to do this, they want to pass on the risk onto you, in which case they'll be happy to pay a premium for taking your premium option for for getting access to that fee guarantee. So, uh, and by, by the same token, the other people are risk seekers. They'll probably ask you, well, you know, what are the chances? How many people have been inquired? What do you think? And you can be honest, and they may go for the middle option or the basic option. Uh, but there will be people who will be risk averse and take your uh, full option. Certainly in the cases that uh, I did, that I mentioned, uh, in both cases, they went for the higher option because it was clearly, uh, uh, you know, a, a complex piece of planning. So they wanted that risk to be taken away. The other thing I would recommend you do is to again payment get your payment terms agreed at the outset. You want to get the payment pain out of the way. And the easy way to do this and a great technique to use is to give the client options. So what I t- typically tend to do is the the last page of my proposal is an authority to proceed page. That authority to proceed page will have the three options, plus it will give them options of the of the of payment terms. So, or payment options rather, not payment terms. So they have the option either to pay the full amount in advance for a 5% discount or pay over instalments by direct debit. And typically I would take the instalments in terms of typically how long does it take for us to implement the planning? So some cases might be three months, some cases might be six months, some cases might be 12 months. And I would align the payment uh, uh, instalments in line with how long the planning typically takes to implement. So. The beauty of that is that the payment pain is out of the way and it's done with. You don't have to raise invoices after the event. You get paid either up front or they sign a direct debit and the installments come directly out of their bank account into yours. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to chase. It's all done and dusted at the outset once they've agreed to go ahead with your planning. Uh, and that is the time I would get their agreement right at the outset. Okay, well, I've gone on a bit uh, longer than I normally would. Uh, I typically deliver ninety-minute sessions to my members on how to price one-off projects. I appreciate I've only spent uh, eighteen or so minutes with you, but uh, I have just arrived home and I need to take my kids to uh, to one of their classes, so I'm sorry I've got to cut this short. Uh, but if you found this episode useful and you would like to know a bit more about this process, then drop me a line on LinkedIn, and I have a resource to share with you. So. Drop me on LinkedIn if you want to know more in the mentoring program. I do live sessions on this for 90 minutes. If you're interested, then go to my website. There'll be details on how to join. But otherwise, I'd love to hear your feedback. Let me know. Again, drop me a message on LinkedIn. If you haven't already, rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. Bye for now.